Are you going to tell me when we're going live or you're already recording and not telling me? I promise we're not recording yet. Okay. I don't, I don't believe you. <laughs> I've heard too many of these. I was thinking, I thought to myself, how long have we known each other? And then, I, and the reason I never thought about it before is because, like, you've just always been there. Like, I don't even know. Like, it's hard to figure out. Like, like I don't remember not knowing you, which is the weird part. So I started PALS in 2000. And so that was 18 years ago. Yeah. And I think you were, like, at the state conference one of the first years I was there. You Speaking. Were, yeah. You were okay. The, you were there. You were the rock star. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so, all right. So... All right, so this goes back to 2000? 18 years now. There's no way. I know. That's Lily. She was a baby. She wasn't, yeah. <laughs> like, oh how God. old is she now? 17, yes. Yeah, she wasn't even born. Nope. Wow. That, yeah. Yeah, we go back a while. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, always, I always say I knew you when you had hair. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, a lot of it. <laughs> and neither one of us were wearing granny glasses no. back then. Uh-uh. <laughs> I can't even, here's the thing with my glasses, man. I can't even figure, like, so glasses, I'm at the point, all right, so, all right, so here's what I have now. This is so bad. All right, so I do the thing with contacts. So mm-hmm. if I have contacts, I put my granny glasses on. Mm-hmm. If I have my glasses on, I have to take my glasses off to read. But now it's next level because, um, they, they say it's because of computer and cell phones. Now I have double vision. Really? Yeah. Wow. No, I just have fuzzy. So look at this. Look at this. Just when I'm trying to read, I have fuzzy. So they have to put a sticker on one of the lenses. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a prism. So it takes one image and puts it on top of the other image. Wow. All right. Now, here's where things get crazy. So I go to the doctor for this thing. And um, you might be wondering what kind of an ophthalmologist specializes in double vision. Double vision. It's a pediatric ophthalmologist because when kids, you know, when young kids... You know, that that's really where they either have lazy eye or double vision or yeah. all kind of issues. So you have to go that. So when you go to the PDI, I don't know if you've ever been, but no. it's awesome because you don't have to, I don't have to jump up to get on the table. I was going to say, really is low. it like, yeah, you but have to be a, this tall. Yeah, yeah, center. yeah. And like the, all the chairs fit, you know, in the wedding room. <laughs> and then even better than that. I can see this. The, um, the uh, doctor comes in and wait, uh, she goes, okay. She got like a turtle on a stick and a, and a bunny. <laughs> now look at the bunny. Now look at the turtle. <laughs> It's the best ever. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I and, just, I just buy the granny glasses at the dollar store, right. and they work for me. And now, now here I'm having second thoughts because because I need surgery. Mm-hmm. So I call up to set up the surgery, and they say, "Well, your doctor can't see you because she too has double vision, and she uh, and she has to refer you to somebody else." Yeah, I wouldn't want her doing surgery on my own. No. So now <laughs> I have to go back and start over from the whole process. Mm-hmm. All right, so 2000, 2000, it was 18 years ago that you and I met. Yeah. And since then, you have, uh, all right, so get this. This is what I've realized. You have, um, here's why I love, here's why I, I, I totally love that you're like in my inner circle of teacher, leader, friend, people, is because um, like everything you've done, you've done like extraordinarily well. Like oh, teaching, you. awesome. You did the pal thing, oh, awesome. Yeah. And then for some reason, they, they, I have no idea what I was thinking, <laughs> but I love it. Yeah, I never thought I'd leave pals. All right, so that, here, that that's it. what everybody says. Yeah, like and and like I get admit there's some days I still wish, yeah. like I cannot believe I left that thing. I love my kids. Yeah, and so um, but then you moved on to do the CTE thing. Yeah, I got a call one day and a friend said, "Come talk to us," and I was like, "Oh no, I'm happy here." And he's like, "Just come talk to us," and here I am now, five years later, and I love it. 
crazy. It's a, another dream job. And this is this is a, this is why um, I, I I love the fact that 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 you're in this position is because when um, I think about Hayes County. His consolidated ISD. I think what a crazy growing district, and to to be now. It, no, when you took the CTE job, how many years ago was this? Five years ago. Five years ago. Five and a half. Yeah. Did you really see the forthcoming growth? And you kind of, you kind of knew what you're into because you knew this was going to be a job you're going to have to build and grow and yes. manage. So when they called me to take over, not only did they say we need a CTE director, but they said. Uh, in two months, TEA is coming to visit because we're at the bottom. Like we've got to grow. We're we're bad. Right. So I, but I thought, well, if they're at the bottom, they can only go up from here. <laughs> I'm in. Right. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I mean, anything I do has got to look great, right? right. So uh, they were literally two months away from TEA coming in for a week. So I, I spent a week with TEA, and we've built from there, and we have opened all kinds of new new programs and grown, and I'm just so excited about everything happening. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm so fired up for school districts that, that have the CTE thing figured out and they realize the power of that program for, for, for kids, man. I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, there's, there's a district, I don't think it's called districts, but it's in another state and it's a, it, it's an organization of schools and, um, they, every, they don't have a CTE program. Now here's the crazy part. They have a community college in town that has offered you can bring kids here. They have everything. It's a community and they have all these kids on. It's a college only growth plan for, for kids. Here's a, about 23% of graduating seniors go to college. Yeah, exactly. In this district, yet they don't want CTE for the rest of, for anybody. And, and I keep saying, what are we doing for the majority? Cause yeah. the majority are not getting a four year degree. So no, these kids need a skill and they, they can get a skill and get a very good job. It's a great job. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I always say you call a plumber to your house, they're going to charge you $100 just to drive to your house. Yeah. I mean, they're going to make a good living for their families. Hopefully doing something they're passionate about and yes. they love. Oh, yeah. And that's I know when I was teaching even, having CTE programs, the attendance office would call and say, hey, hey, was Hal really in class today? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Well, the kids will skip the rest of the day and only come to CTE classes because they love our classes because right. they're hands on and they're doing what they love. Yeah. So. And, and, and another thing, you know, so many of our kids, both um, our, 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 our young men and young women in high school, they're such um, kinesthetic learners and they're physical people and they want to be doing something. <laughs> and in the regular classroom, in the traditional academic setting of this college bound program, they, they, they just don't get the experience. It's kind of the sit and get thing. Right. And they're in the, you know, rows and columns by alphabetical order. And it just is, you know, it just doesn't fit that kid's particular DNA. And so many kids just aren't made for school. No, it's That's, ridiculous. That is not their deal. No. If you really think about it, it's amazing that anybody gets even through this thing. I mean, there's a small percentage of kid. And this is what I always say. This is a kid that was built. They just, they, it, they just show up on a planet. They're from birth. They're mm-hmm. kind of programmed genetically to be good at school and they know how to play and they're going to be great employees someday because they know how to do what they're told and not make mistakes and and sit in rows and columns getting single file and all the things that they learn they're trained to do but that's not that's such a small percentage it really is it really is so we got to think about what are we doing for the rest to keep them focused that's what i love about all right so here's here's my theory but i don't know if i'm going to make up some numbers i don't know if any of this is true okay but I, good. I think it is all right and so when i believe you, everything you do <laughs> so so when you look at schools if you call big districts like suburban districts and ask how many 
kindergarten kids do you have? Ask him how many how many graduating seniors do you have? It's about fifty percent. Yeah, what happens to all our kids? Where yep. do they go? It's Isn't that great, scary? So when you're talking about the top ten percent of kids, you're not. You're talking about the top five percent. Yeah, exactly. We've lost fifty percent. We lost fifty percent of kids. Yeah. So, so when when you think about who's school really working for, let's say it's those kids graduating in the top, let's say two quarters, the top fifty percent, mm-hmm. right? And these are graduate. These aren't the kids that are failing. So the ones that graduate, you know, it's the top two quarters, first and second quarter. They're the ones that everybody else is just doing time and grinding through and getting seventies and trying to get out. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's the top two quarters. Well, that's not the top. It's really the top twenty five percent because we lost fifty percent. We've already of lost fifty percent. So for a quarter of our kids, this thing is sort of working mm-hmm. for the top ten percent, which is really the top five percent. Mm-hmm. It's really so. The thing is, this the, the traditional setup of school. It's really working for five percent of kids. That's pretty scary. It really is. But that's where the CTE thing comes in. And that's what makes me so excited. I love it, man. And because a kid can get excited and get passionate about whatever their thing is. And you know what? Maybe they're going to do time and grind it out in English because they have to take it. But man, they're fired up. They're fired to get to auto mechanics. They're fired to get to, you know, um, uh, cooking or like whatever their thing is. And that's, we've started so many new programs that make me so excited. We started a firefighter academy. We started, we brought back cosmetology. We had that when I was in high school and then it all went away because every kid was going to college Yeah. and then they didn't go to college. So I'm so excited that those programs are actually coming back for our kids. Yeah. And and when, when you work with kids, like, because I've like, I've never, I haven't been in the office or, or sat down and counseled with kids when they realize there's another path. I mean, it's got to be an exciting moment for a kid when when you're sitting there with a 14-year-old boy who hates school and he finds out about Firefighter Academy. Oh, it, it's awesome. So the first day of the Firefighter Academy last year, we started it. It's a two-year program. The very first day, the firemen came in. They're talking to the kids, and they're talking about the salary they can make. And I stopped them, and I said, kids, I just want you all to realize that's more than a teacher can make after four years of college. And I said, don't get me wrong. We need teachers. Yeah. I said, but that's a pretty dang good salary. Right, and you can be doing something you absolutely love, and the captain of the the Kyle Fire Department, he's an engineer, yeah, but he always wanted to be a fireman, so he went back and now he's a fireman. I love so, it, yeah. And that's one of those cool careers. You know, what I love about that career is that, like I couldn't do it because I'm scared, but um, like I'm not your, I'm not, I'm not running into the, I'm, I'll, I'll give me a hero in other situations, but a fiery building ain't one. Well, this microphone scares me, so we all have our things. So. <laughs> right. And but here's what I love. I love. Um, what I love about it is the camaraderie that, like, with the firefighters I know, they talk about like their family at work, and they're, you know, there's such a close knit. We just had him interviewed on the Austin Fox News the other morning, and they took in three of our our cadets to interview him. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing when they were asking him about it, every one of them said it's like a brotherhood. Yeah, yeah. Like you have to, like if yeah. in that career, you're trusting each other with your life. With your life, every mm-hmm. like every day at work. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Next mm-hmm. month they're doing their first live burn where they're actually going in a live burning building for the yeah. first time. That I'm going to be there. I was that, gonna say. That's pretty exciting. I have to yeah. videotape that. Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you call it videotape anymore. What do you well, call it? I don't need <laughs> video. My car doesn't have gas either. So right. I, I don't, I don't know what you call it. It's right. not a gas pedal. Right. I don't know. Right. So. It's a go pedal. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. And so for you, when, like, like when you were growing up, um, you had, um, did, did you have like the, the, the traditional childhood where you were successful at school and did a good job and parents well, were know, supportive? So I was, I, I, I was, uh, I had a, Two parents, mother, father, life was good. My mom was a teacher. She taught most of my friends. 
I think she probably gave licks to most of my friends back in the 70s and 80s. It was a different world back then. Uh, They're still doing that, by the way, in small towns. Yeah, in small towns they are, but I hear it from my friends all the time. Mm -hmm. Your mom gave me licks. But anyway, but uh, my senior year, Mm -hmm. my mom passed away suddenly. And uh, I think about that because I could have gone either direction. But luckily I had a dad that kept me focused and sent me to school. And my mom was a teacher and... I went to Southwest Texas and became a teacher, mm-hmm. and uh, but I could have e- easily gone either way after that. Yeah, and so and so, did you go to school in the same town in the same district? Yeah, yeah. You were at Hayes High School? No, I, I went to Clemens. Sorry, Clemens. Okay, short uh, oh, right? Yeah, so I, I went to uh, Clemens, then uh-huh. I taught at Clemens for I was in that district for twenty one years right. before I went to Hayes. All right, and so you went to uh, Southwest Texas State, which I went there too. Yeah, and I'm not going to call it Texas State. I just can't do it. So weird. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. Mm -mm. That's not where I went. And so you went back and taught at the same high school you tried? Yes. I started subbing there my sophomore year of college. Back then, you didn't have to have 60 hours to sub. So my sophomore year, I've been out for one year, and I was already back subbing. They'll take so, any, but back then, well, no background checks. Whoever, come on. We just need you. <laughs> right. we, we need subs now, too. But, uh, yeah, so I started subbing right away, and mm-hmm. I loved it and been doing it ever yeah. since. And so when, when you went back to teach at the same high school, there's still teachers that you had. Oh, yeah. So, well, I did three years at the elementary. Uh-huh. And I uh, just realized that was not for me. Uh, they wouldn't like sit down. I kind of like structure and that wasn't <laughs> happening. Uh, so one of my teachers from high school, May Holmes, said, you need to come teach current technology. So she made me go back to Southwest Texas and get my secondary degree. Uh-huh. And I moved up to the high school. All right. And so at what point in the elementary teaching did, did, did you realize this? I can't do it was pretty quick. I, was like, <laughs> I, I love these little kids, but it's this isn't. Gonna, I'm not going to do 30 years of this. No. It's not going to happen. Uh-uh. Everyone has their area. Right. Like there's elementary teachers that are like, there's no way I can do high school. Sure. I was made for high school. I love the older kids. Yeah, you know, I I, I love that you were self aware enough because I, th- I think a lot of just just either they grind it through, unfortunately. Or they realize, you know what, I got to find another age group or, or even yeah. another school. Yeah. And maybe teaching is not even for you. Yeah. yeah. Please. If, if, if you're not happy here, I'll, I'll help you find a place you're happy. That's the thing, man. You, know? you got to love it. Yes. You have to have teachers that love what they do. It has to be their passion. I can't even, because like, I, like, I love it and it's still insanely hard. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine how hard it is if you don't love it. Yeah. And the, the sad thing is, is when you have one teacher that's not happy, they, they, are almost like a cancer to other teachers. Yeah. They go in their lounge and they all start telling each other how unhappy they are. You can't right. have that. Uh-uh. Like you've got to be excited every day to go to work. Yeah. And uh, I, I have amazing teachers in my department. You do, I man. I met them. them. I love them. I love Those are, my teachers. They are awesome. They are. And here's the thing. I love that they um, are, it, it's not that they're just experts in their field, but they're passionate enough mm-hmm. about their field that they want to share it like, and pay it forward. Yes. To the next generation of, we of have, professionals. Yeah, we have so many teachers. I go by at 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, and there they are working with their kids. Because yeah. we have so many organizations. We have FFA and HOSA and Skills USA and just so many clubs. And that's where you get the kids involved. You know, yeah. they, they don't want to go home. They want to stay in your class. And a lot of them don't have a good place to go home. Mm. So they're happy to have your family. Yeah. I think oftentimes we forget it. You know, I was at Cy Springs. We... Um, you know, it was always fascinating that we had, we would be walking through the commons there and it'd be 445. The school's been out for an hour and 20 minutes, whatever. 
And those kids that were the most challenging personalities, Mm -hmm. the ones that were in trouble all day long, they're still sitting there playing dominoes. And that lets you, like, as much as that kid hates it at school, Mm -hmm. it's way better than what they have at home. You got that right. And that's why you have to be that teacher that they are comfortable to come to and talk to and feel safe in your house. Yeah. I think, you know, I think years ago it was I, I I don't know. I'm probably this is probably not true, but it almost it was almost acceptable years ago to think. You know what? I, I'm a teacher. I'm here to deliver the content. They need to come in, sit down, and be quiet. Maybe, but today with these kids, no, it's, so, it's not even. Too many of our kids come from single families. Yeah. Uh, no parents are at home. They're working. They're raising themselves. It, it's amazing how many of our kids really need us. Yeah, and it's not just, but it's like. Um, you know, the vast majority of times that that teacher standing in front of him as his welding teacher or mm-hmm. his algebra teacher or cosmetology or geometry, not only is that kid learning the content, that kid is learning how to be a parent. Yes. Well, and we're also all about soft skills, too. Yeah. I mean, we're teaching our kids. You've got to get here on time. You have to show up every day. I mean, there's so many things that these kids just aren't learning, and someone's got to teach them. And all the employers I talk to, they're like, we'll train them if you can get them here. And that's what our kids are really lacking now. So it's all about teaching them a lot of things other than the content. Sure. Work ethic. Yeah. And that's hard because a lot of kids don't have a model of that. You've got that right. You know, a lot Mm -hmm. of kids really don't have that anywhere else in their lives but at Mm -hmm. school. And it's that one teacher that stands before them every day and demonstrates what it looks like. Show on time. you know, Be be there on time, Mm -hmm. early, prepared, ready to go, whatever it takes to get the job done. And to see an example of that. When it's all about expectations. I used to always laugh. I would have kids like running down the hall to be in my class when the bell rang. Because they knew I expected them to be there. The very next class, that same kid strolling down the hall. It's all about your expectations. And I always said, if I had high expectations for my kids, they met that expectation. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. That, that's why we, you know, it, it's funny. We were just talking about this in Alvin is that, um, you know, like we think, you know, I mean, classroom rules are awesome, but you know, it's not like a couple of ninth graders are coming down the hall on the first day of school, step, step through the door and say, Hey man, hang on a second. Um, let's continue this conversation at lunch prior to entering this classroom. Let's both look on the board and see how we're about to behave today. Let's read through those rules together. Shall we like not, a, you know, you don't do it because you know, kids can sense it, what the expectations are going to be. And they're going to live up to that. that that's oh. why you have your kids who are awesome in your class, but they're maniacs, mm-hmm. you know, down the hall yeah. three periods later where you can't see them because that's a whole different set of ex- whole, yeah. You know what it is, man? It's a whole different um, uh, core classroom values that are that are set up. When you can tell as soon as you walk in a class in yeah. the first three minutes, if the kids know what they're supposed to be doing, yep. what their they expectations know it. are. Everybody can feel it. Yep. It's obvious, <laughs> you know, and the same is true for school. Like, you know, you know, when I visit schools, I can step inside within 30 seconds. I mean, kids are in classes, a couple of kids in the hallway and looking around. I can look at the, the point of contact right there. When you walk in, I look at AP standing in the hallway. I can just sense it. I can feel it. And I can tell you what kind of school it is within seconds. Oh, and the kids know and the community knows. Everybody yeah. knows. Yeah. For sure. And sometimes, um, they focus a lot on the, um, the perception of the school, you know, like I, like I call that the poop cake, mm-hmm. like the icing looks awesome. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, it's beautiful decorations, but don't slice in. You know, yeah. don't go on the inside. And like a lot of times, you know, I think schools do a really good job of giving that that, that perception of being amazing. But man, you can feel it, man. When you step in, you spend a day at a school. Yeah. You can see what's really going on. You got that right. Well, I'm I'm very blessed in my department. I have about 60 teachers now between the two campuses, <laughs> and uh, I walk in those classes, and amazing things are happening. Every one of them it yeah. just makes me so happy. It is. It's awesome. And so, and when you started there, how many teachers did you have? Uh, we've probably gained maybe about 20 teachers since I've been there. Mm-hmm. I mean, our our classes are just exploding, but it it's not just Hasty ISD. It's everywhere. Yep. E- everyone is realizing we've got to bring back career and technology. Mike Rowe, man. Yes. I mean, that, that I, dude. I love that man. That um, dude yeah. is changing. Dirty jobs. Yeah, that I love dude, him. Like in his little rants and his, mm-hmm. his, his, his writings. I mean, he, he is really on it. He like, he found his thing is on a mission yeah. to, um, he's my to, idol he, to like the let truth be known. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, you can get a skill, you can get a job, you can make good money and you don't know a hundred thousand dollars to a college, even cosmetology. Our girls and boys can walk out, go to work the next day. Yep. If they go to beauty school, it's like $20,000. Yep. You know? And our kids are like, I don't have that kind of money. You yeah. know? So we charge them, I think it's $475. That gives them their kit, their license, everything they have to have to go to work tomorrow. Yep. You know? And you compare that to 20000 plus another year or two of work, of going to college. That's not even the interest on the yeah. loan they're going to yeah. take out yeah, exactly. to pay that. Because exactly. that, I think 20 it's like 30 when it's yeah. all said and yeah. done and paid for years later. Yeah. And how many kids have to drop out of that business and mm-hmm. try to find something else so they can pay off the loan? They, exactly. It's just... And they, I mean, if they have to go to beauty school, that's another year or two of their life where they're not working. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It makes me very happy. I think we have 345 students in cosmetology now between our two campuses. Yeah. And growing. And growing. Yeah. We're fixing to open our third high school next year and it'll have all the same programs and Yeah. yeah, we're just exploding. It's awesome. So of all the, um, you know, of all the kids that you've seen in these in these five years, I mean, there's got to be a couple of like um, like ridiculous success stories where like, oh my gosh, a kid came in, hated school, ends up loving it. Well, yeah, I mean, there's so many of them that they probably wouldn't be at school except for our classes. And yeah. I, I look at those kids, and I have one in mind right now that, you know, I talk to him all the time because he's always wandering the halls. I'm always like, get back to class, get back to class. And now he just went to work for a piping company and he, a pipe fitter union. And he's going to make good, good money, yeah. you know, but yeah. school wasn't really his deal, but he's doing really, really well. And the fact that he's connected, like he's in a yeah. program at school, yeah. like it's a school, you know, he's a, he's a part of something, mm-hmm. you know, that's an amazing, and that's what's cool about Hayes because it's not just in CTE. You guys have figured that thing out at the secondary level at all levels, but specifically at the secondary level, you guys have that thing going on where you're trying to get every kid connected. Yeah. So we have a new initiative. We call it 100% Hayes. And we are surveying every single secondary student in our district and asking them, where do you belong? What club are you part of? Are you part of athletics? What, where do you feel like you belong? And if they don't have a place they belong, we're going to find them a place they belong because every kid needs to belong somewhere. Yeah. And we're also, besides asking them what club or sport or that they're a part of, band, whatever it is, uh, we're also asking, give us the name of one teacher you feel like you can trust to go talk to. And if they don't have that name of a teacher, we're going to find them a teacher. Because every kid needs to have someone they can talk to and a place they belong. Yeah, that's so, everything. Isn't that awesome? You know, when I, when I, when I look back and, um, and, and, 
and I look at all the things, all the initiatives we've done to help kids be successful. You know, the, the one that always comes back is when I was at in uh, SciFair and we, um, you know, this is back when they're doing um, tax and all that stuff mm-hmm. and trying to be exemplary. It is when we connected all those kids were right there in the bubble between failing and passing that test. And we connected that and we, you know, cause my theory was, and, um, and just not, not just me, but everybody in that dish, in that school, our theory was that these, some of these challenging personalities, there's a teacher that loves that kid where like, it might not be me. Like maybe I've had that kid and we just didn't click and didn't hit it off. And I couldn't make a difference, but there's somebody, but there's a kid in, in that group that I absolutely love. And every and other teachers cannot, can, cannot, well, give me that kid. Exactly. Don't, don't assign me some, that kid, give me the one I love. And so mm-hmm. when we start pairing up that kid with teachers that love that kid mm-hmm. and like, and, and we would tell them like, that's your kid. Yeah. That, that, that's your kid this year. Go, you know, we get one or two kids, make a difference in that kid's life, stay connected. It was insane how the, the percentage of kids that went from failing that test to passing that test, just because we connected them with an adult that loved them. Be the one. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's like your one assignment. Yep. You know, be the one that makes a difference in that kid's life. Right. And that's how I always think if I can just change a kid's life, I mean, what, what, what could be better than that? I mean, that's awesome. You know? The thought of we're making a difference in our kids' lives. And, be, and because in our business, especially with the most challenging kids, mm-hmm. often that really is, like, that's teacher code for, like, saving that kid's life. You've got that right. I mean, really they're is. either going to be successful citizens or they could be in jail or something else. So yeah. I, I, we're trying to send them the right direction. Yeah. And I think that if they have a place they belong, they're going to want to show up to school every day. Every kid wants to belong somewhere. Yeah. And, and, you know, when, when I do these silly videos where I, I you know, on, online or Facebook, or whatever, and I, I kind of sneak up on people and say, Hey man, tell me about your favorite teacher. I love your videos. You know what? The, the funny thing, everybody has one. Yes. Everybody. There's only one person ever that would, that said, I can't think of anybody. I'm too nervous. I'm too scared, yeah. which is, here's a, here's a weird part. The person that said, I can't, I'm just too nervous. I can't talk. I can't think, get this. He's a professional mm-hmm. UFC fighter. <laughs> And I'm saying, wait a minute, you got no problem getting into a cage with a killer. No, that's easy. I can do that, but I can't, I can't. It's not McGregor. Is it? <laughs> no, he's from Katie. His name's Sage Northcutt. And, um, he just couldn't come up with, that's he just, hilarious. I'm too nervous, man. I can't think. Oh, I love your video. <laughs> yeah. No, I specifically, I mean, I can, I have an elementary, a high school, a college person that yeah. I mean, stick out that they changed my life. That's the thing. And I tell, you know, when I, 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 I ask people, Hey, tell me, everybody has one. And then oftentimes I'll say, all right, give me number two. Here's the second one. It's, it's really unbelievable how many people can come up with one, maybe two, never a third. Really? So the question with teachers, you have to ask yourself, am, am I the first one or am I the last one? to make a difference in that kid's life. Cause it's one of those. I always want to be first. Yeah. I mean, I have so many kids. I have kids that are 40 years old now, but those are my kids, yeah. you know, and most of that is back to pals, you know, mm-hmm. but those are my kids and I will protect them. Now they're still, they're 40 and they're still mine. Yeah. So. I think, you know, oftentimes that is the, that is the biggest lie that we tell as mm-hmm. teachers is, Hey, I'm your teacher this year. <laughs> That's a I mean, forever. Yeah. It's, it's no, not like this year. When they're, they're, when they're yours, they're yours to stay. Yeah. I mean, I'm keeping those kids. Right. So those are my babies. Yeah. 
And so with with you and you, so so um, let me get, so you were doing pals, and a lot of people don't know what that is. Let me tell you real quick, everybody is. Here's what it is. It's um, did you have juniors and seniors or just seniors? I had juniors and seniors. It's a group of upperclassmen at a high school. Juniors and seniors is is I did seniors. You had juniors and seniors. It's a group of kids that we would take into schools our, in our feeder pattern, and they would and and that that was our assignment. They they get a kid, we assign them a kid, we see them once a week, and your assignment is change that kid's life. Yes. And so we might pair them up with third, like a third grader, second mm-hmm. grader. It could be sixth at the middle school. And, um, and they would see these kids once a week. And I don't know about you, but man, of all the things I've ever seen happen in a high school, that is. Oh, there's nothing like it. It's unbelievable. I, that's why I always said I had the best job in the world. Yeah. I, I can't believe I left it because I loved my job. I mean, what could be more heartwarming? Like every day I got to walk around and watch my kids mentor little kids. Yep. And literally changed their lives. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was always so strict with my pals because I was like, you can't miss a day because you only see that kid once a week and they're expecting you to walk through that door. Yep. And when you don't walk through that door, like they're devastated. Like you've got to call that teacher and let them know you're going to be out because yeah. they're going to be so upset. So it, I loved my pals. My favorite activity all year, I think, was Blue Santa. I loved doing Blue Santa. Uh, we would work with the law enforcement to take gifts to the kids. Yep. And uh, so my kids would donate gifts. We'd wrap gifts. We'd we'd take them over and deliver mm-hmm. them, like stuff like that. Ugh. Yeah, it's nothing like it. Yeah, we did that at our school. We did this. Uh, we did a, a Christmas thing, and uh, Jamie Cunningham, who was our youth social service worker, she ran the whole thing, and she would get families onto a list, and then our job was to provide Christmas for the family. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, we get the tree, the turkey, you know, the gifts, and and for a high school student. To go deliver Christmas to a family that would never have Christmas, if it was, it is life changing. I think it's so eye opening because so many kids don't realize that the other side of the world lives like that. Yeah, you know, people down the street live like that, and they don't realize it. Oftentimes, they said, yeah. "I that person lives in my neighborhood." Yes, I had no idea. No idea. Yeah, that's like real life. Yeah. That's the cool thing it. about pals, man. It changes them forever because what the the, um, the the high school kids. And by the way, I don't know about you, man, but this is was the hardest part of that thing for me was picking the high school pals because I'm I, it's like I'm playing God. Like whose life do I change? I know, I know. It, and and I, I can't. I don't have. You know, I'd have a few hundred kids apply. I can't. Yeah, we couldn't take them all. So many. I mean, once the the program grew, I mean, it exploded. Yes, every kid wanted to be in there, and we. I right. couldn't take that many. It was just me. Yeah. And but it was so awesome that we were able to change so many lives. Yeah. In my day. And and what I love about it is the kids, the high school. They would never realize this until it was over, and I couldn't tell them anyway because they wouldn't believe me. But the reason they love it so much, and the reason their lives improved because they they learned that they become all that they give away. Like when I try to instill confidence in my mm-hmm. third grader, that kid, that high school kid becomes unbelievably confident. So they, you know, and they finally like, they, they learn the secret. Oh yeah. It comes back around. And I'm shocked now. I'm not really shocked, but how many of my pals have become teachers now? Yeah. They fell in love with working with kids Yep, and they found their passion through yeah. pals. A lot of special ed teachers too. Yes. Because yeah. they worked with a lot of special ed students when they were mentoring, right? And they found that was their passion. Yeah, I don't know about it. we. Um, we used to go into um, our life skills classes on mm-hmm. occasion, and that was one of those things I could never prepare my pals for. I would tell mm-hmm. them, "Here's what's going to happen." I would try to describe some of the challenges mm-hmm. our life skill kids have, and um, 
And no matter how much I talk about it, we would go in there and my pals would be against the wall on the first day. Like, Oh my God, I can't believe, you know, I'm not, I'm going to try to act. But once they warmed up that we would have like Friday dance parties, we go in there and do dance parties. One of my favorite activities every year is our FFA students right now at Hayes high school every year will make mums for homecoming for our life skills kids. Yeah. And when they go and deliver those mums, that's like one of my favorite things all year long. Yeah. So there's so many great ideas. Yep. Yeah. There's like, I know a pal program that they, they do, um, they do a prom for a local retirement, um, a, a, a facility where you, cause like men died before women. So a lot of women live there. <laughs> and so they, and so they get, so there's not enough boys in pal. So they get some of the football players and the FFA guys and the senior guys and they, they get them tuxes. They have tuxes donated, corsages, they bring flowers and they do a real prom with the music from the era. And they're out there with walkers and they're That's with the wheelchairs. Fabulous. Oh, it, you talk about crying. I love that. Well, our, uh, our cosmetology kids from both high schools go to the nursing homes to do their hair. Uh, and just stuff like that means so much to the to the senior citizens, yeah. but also our kids learn so much from it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's so it's good to give back. Powerful lesson, especially for a high school kid. He's got that right. They've got to learn. The, they are not the center of the universe. What <laughs> exactly? <laughs> like really? Yeah. yeah. And so, and so, what was the what was the deciding factor for you to become into like this district leadership position from pals and like giving it up and leaving? I I blame it all on my friend Tim that called me from Hayes and said, "Come come talk to us." And I was like, "No, I was right in the middle of a school year. It was like November." And I was like, "No, I'm in the middle of a year. I'm good." And he's like, "Just come talk to us." So it's all his fault, I guess. Yeah, but Tim. Yeah, he's to blame. <laughs> uh, but you know, I I thought I'd been with Shirt Civil 21 years. Mm-hmm. I figured I'd retire there really, uh, but I was like, "Well, it's a new opportunity. It's a little challenge for my last." Third of my career, I guess. Yep. So I'm so excited I did it. And I get to touch more lives. I mean, I'm dealing with 5,000, 6,000 students sure. now. So You know, that that's the kind of the exponential impact trade-off that, mm-hmm. that I talk to people about is um, that I experience and I know administrators mm-hmm. experience is, you know, like selfishly, I know deep down inside you still want to be in the classroom. Like you still want to be connected with those kids because – that way you get to see the metamorphosis and you're part of their everyday stories that they tell. I love, I, I have, they kind of tease me because I have three offices because I have my central office, but then I have an office on both high school campuses because I want to be on the campuses. Yeah. And it makes me so happy as an administrator from central office when I can walk in our classrooms and they know my name because I'm there so much. Yeah. You know, I love being around those kids. That's what we love. Right. That's why we got an education. Yeah. I, I think I think I think people um, oftentimes at, at a even a campus administrator or even a district leadership position, they just lose the connection. You know, they they lose that daily contact, mm-hmm. and they almost forget what it's like, and that starts to skew decision making. Yeah, because you get pulled into so many meetings and looking at data and just so many other things outside of the classroom that you're pulled in so many directions. And yeah, just like I said, so many meetings. It's easy to forget what's actually happening in that room with those kids, and it's all about the kids. Yeah, and then when and you went from the uh, shirt siblo into Hayes. That's yeah. a shift, huh? Yeah, and uh, so I live in New Braunfels, so I was going south. Now I go north, and mm. you know it's the drive's not that bad. It's forty minutes, but it's eighty miles an hour. Yeah, it's not bad. And, uh, and uh, it's just a bigger district, bigger. 
lots yeah, more stuff going on. I was, I was surprised how many more schools they had. I didn't realize that they had 13 elementaries. I think we had five or six elementaries when I was in Shirt Cibolo. Mm-hmm. So we're up to 24 schools in Hayes. We're building our third high school right now. Uh, we're growing. I mean, I think for a while everyone was moving north out of Austin. Now they're all moving south. Right. But you just can't afford to live in Austin anymore. It's too expensive. So sure. they're all moving out of Austin and coming our direction. Mm-hmm. And here's what's interesting at Hayes is, um, and I, I just see this everywhere, and I love the way you guys are handling it, is um, with a growing district, there's always a demographic change. Mm-hmm. And so when you grow at like crazy, you guys, I mean, it seems like you're building a school every year. I mean, I don't know. We are. It's, that's what it's <laughs> <laughs> and like there's always construction going yes. on somewhere in that yes. district and um if they're not there's a renovation or something happening yep. is what i mean just looking from the outside in is anytime that have that kind of crazy growth there's always a demographic shift yes and that is the challenge of leadership is in the in that demographic shift because those kids have such different needs and like that's where you come in like like like, like having more opportunities for kids to be successful and yeah, exactly. And that's where CTE really does come in mm-hmm. because a lot of our students don't have the finances to go to college. They don't have a hundred thousand dollars to get in debt to go yep. to college. And when we can provide them a skill and an opportunity to get a really good high paying job right out of high school, yeah. it, it makes me happy to know that those kids are going to be successful. Yeah. And you know, what's it's a uh, fascinating, I remember, um, when my when Lily was going to, I remember sitting in her maybe third grade, meet the teacher or something. I remember just sitting in a little chair and looking around, and it had all these um, "What do you want to do when you grow up?" type things. Right. And it, and everyone said, "Go to college and do this. Go to college and do that. Go to." And I, even then, just because I think of because I taught so long. Yeah. Like, it, it, it kind of pissed me off. Like, it made me mad. Well, and yeah, I totally agree because I feel like for so many years, the whole no child left behind, we were telling kids, if you don't go to college, you're not going to be successful. You're a failure. And that's horrible. Yeah. Right? So I'm so glad that we've seen the light and the pendulum has swung back. And we're realizing, yeah. hey, these kids can be very successful without going to four years of college. And college has become a business. It's all about making money. It really is. I hate to say that. I probably shouldn't say that as no, an educator. No, I'm, right I'm, I'm paying $250 application fees, and she might not even get in. Exactly. You're telling me. I mean, that's a, that's a huge <laughs> business. That's, that's just a trip oh. to, to ask if you can come to school. Yeah. You had to pay $250. We, 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 let's go back to we were talking about how long we've known each other. Yeah. Like, Lily wasn't even born, and now Mm-mm. she's going to college. I know. How is that possible? I know. It's crazy. <laughs> And y'all, I remember sitting there seeing those things that, you know, what do you want to do and, and with crayon and it, everything's been spelled. So it's super cute. You yeah. know, go to college and become a whatever nurse, which is awesome. But what about like, you know, what about, what if a kid was even taught from the very beginning, find what I love to do and do that. You know what I mean? Whatever that is. Well, and so for so long, it was, you weren't supposed to put a kid on a track. You weren't supposed to ask a kid, you know, what do you want to be and put them on that track. And yeah. now we're going back to let's ask our kids what do they want to do yeah. and put them back on that track. Yeah. So we're really starting to look at how to do that in the middle schools now, which makes me very happy because we want to get our kids on a four-year plan. Because at the end of their four years, they can totally get a certification. If they want to be, go into medical, they can get their medical assistant certification before they ever graduate high school. And then even if they do want to go to college, they can work their way through college. Yeah. 
Yeah, I remember sitting in, I used to do this thing called, uh, we, it was called, it was so ridiculous looking back on it, we'll be stupid kids. It was called Tardy Sweep, and what that was, yeah. some, some schools had. Well, for a while there, we wouldn't even let them go back to class. So you had to, you, you know, when the bell rings, doors close, and whoever's in the hallway, they all the teachers had a conference period, would push them down <laughs> into the commons. And I, since I had an off period, that I'd sit there and check these kids in. They had to sit there and miss class. This is unbelievable. All right. So there's one girl, I remember her sitting there, and she's like covered in grease. And I'm like, what, like, like, what's up with you? And she goes, ah, I was late for class. And she goes, I hate that class anyway. And I go, you, you, you do well in there? And she, she goes, yeah, of course I make all, you know, I make, I make all A's. I'm in AP this and AP that. I said, well, what's up with the grease? And she goes, well, I spend half the day, I go, I go to auto mechanics. Isn't that awesome? I'm like, wait a minute, you're in AP English and AP this, AP that, statistics, all that stuff. And you go to auto mechanics. She goes, yeah, I love it, man. And like now she's in some crazy, I still follow her, some crazy uh, position where she oversees all kinds of stuff at Toyota. I can see that. It's um, it's like, but here's the thing, what I love about that kid, like she knew what she loved and was Mm -hmm. given the opportunity to follow that passion. Isn't that fabulous? Rather than... Telling her, no, you're going to college, you can't be in CTE. Right. The, the vocational, that was a bad word. Right. You can't use that word. Yeah. And the thing is, she has this crazy, crazy job, but she never went to, she went to all those Toyota training, like years mm-hmm. and years and years of certification after certification. Yeah. And now she's leading that whole department. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Yeah. We just did an interview the other day. I think Fox News or somebody was there and we did an interview when they wanted to do welding. They love to interview in welding because they love the sparks. It's good for the camera, you know? And they they focused on a girl. They found a girl in the class and they did like an hour interview with this girl because they were so impressed with having the girl in the class. So I love when we can get the girls in auto tech and in in welding and get, I want to start barbering so we can get more boys in the cosmetology barbering pathway. I love that stuff. Love it. There's a couple of Instagram barber guys I follow. <laughs> oh my God. I can't get enough of them. And they're they're uh, awesome. Yes. One that they're really uh, opening all these cool barber shops now. They're yeah. not, they're not the old man like the barber room yeah. and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Know? They're not just all the old men barber shops no. anymore. So they're cool. <laughs> they're cool now. Yeah. So they're hip. I want to start barbering so we can get more boys involved. Mm-hmm. That's a bit like, because you know what? Lots of them are already doing it. Oh, yeah. They're but, they're doing it at home anyway. Yeah. They're already cutting their, yeah. their family's hair, they're so they might it. as well get paid for it. Right. So. I love that. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. Over at um, Hayes, you know what I love is I love how um, commit. And this is, I don't know if this is true. I'm like, I'm looking from the outside in. I, I just love how committed um, that district seems to be to um, truly providing everything the kids, like the general masses of kids, not just that specific 5%, I, but I, for everybody. I feel like I've been very blessed since I've been there. I haven't had to spend years cutting red tape. I've had the support to start the programs that we need for our kids. And um, I, I know I'm lucky to be able to do that. Yeah. But we've been able to start all kinds of programs that are specific to our kids and what they need. Yeah. And because like, like that's your gig, like trying to figure out, all right, what do these kids need? And like, go to bat and say, all right, here's what we want to do. And it's, I don't know if this is true, but it seems like from the get go, they've been really supportive. Like, yeah, let's do that. It's amazing to me. I mean, I, my very first board meeting, I started in February, my first board meeting, they called me up to introduce me. I thought I was just saying hello. And they're like, where do you see our program going? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. I said, I want to start, I want to bring back cosmetology when we had it when I was in high school. That was in February. And we started in August. Like it's been that quick. I haven't had to spend years trying to get things. uh, Firefighter. We were sitting in an advisory committee meeting in April 
And if I was asking our advisory committee, what do we need in our community? The fire chief said, I need firemen. That was in April. We started the Firefighter Academy in August. Yeah. So it, it's been great that I have been able to do that. I've What's it like support. to find, like, like once you once you say, okay, here's what we're doing. We're getting Fire Academy. We're going to do cosmetology. You're adding, and you're adding programs. You're adding 20. What's it like trying to find a teacher for that Sometimes that's interesting. Uh, I I Twitter a lot. I go to conferences. I'm always putting information out when we need teachers, but we've been able to find some really good teachers. And a lot of it is social media and word of mouth. And mm-hmm. I want to go out and I want to find the very best. Yeah. And and when and when you find those teachers, because it seems to me if they're, you know, if they're, if they're a chef or if they're doing hair or if they're, you know, a fireman or what, like whatever, it, pro- it seems to me that maybe they never even thought about teaching until this came up yeah a lot of times that is the case yeah and luckily uh for cte especially we have alternative certification Mm -hmm. so it's a lot easier to take people out of the workplace and say let's get you certified to teach and you know a lot of times uh i keep going back to cosmetology but they don't have retirement and benefits so a lot of times it's like hey come work for us think about your retirement think about benefits for the future so I, I'm always out there looking and rec- recruiting. Yeah, and then and then when and then when they get in there, because um, like a lot of them maybe have never taught high school kids. That's never true. About it. So I was able last year. Another thing I was able to do. One of the first ones in our in the state was to hire a full time instructional coach mm. just for CTE because he works solely with the teachers because a lot of times it's our teachers come out of the workforce. They didn't go to college to be teachers. Right. You know, my auto tech teacher, we were talking about a lesson plan template and he's like, Susie, this is like me handing you a carburetor and saying, take this apart. He's like, a lot of this is foreign language to me. So he can take apart a carburetor all day long. Right. But as far as teaching strategies and things, that's why I've been able to hire Rick to just solely help our teachers. Yeah. What was his deal? When he, was he, what was his deal before, uh, back, back before the teaching business? What was he? Oh, well, Marco is my. Marco was a prison guy, right? Yeah, he was a prison guy. Right. So he was my, uh, he is our internship coordinator. Yep. All he does is set up internships for our seniors because we're trying to get them out in the real world and get them real life experience. Yeah. So he he worked for the prison. Uh, Rick taught at uh, Maynard before he came to us. What, what was he teaching? He was business teacher. Business, that's what it was. Yeah. I remember looking up their bios. Yeah. I like yeah. Marco. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, someone said the other day he was my bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> Your job comes with a built-in bodyguard. Yeah. I love it. I take you everywhere I go. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so when when now in your in in your position, like um, when because as a teacher, when you're in there with the kids, like the the payoff, like what I call the teacher payday, the real payday is seeing the difference that you make in the lives of your kids. Mm-hmm. And when you, whether it, those, those are your CTE kids in your classroom or with your pals, or di- watching them making the difference in the lives of their kids. But now in this in this leadership position where you're overseeing campuses and programs and 60 teachers, like what is the payoff for you? Like, where is it when, when you feel that moment of, Oh my God, that's amazing. That's, that's why I do this. What is that for you? So a couple of weeks ago, my niece called me and I missed her call and I text her. Do you need me? Yeah, I need you to call me. I called her back. She goes, sorry, I keep going back to cosmetology. She goes, I just got my hair done. And I was talking to this girl downtown Austin, little salon making Buku's money. And she said, I was talking to her and I said, you know, where'd you go to beauty school? And the girl goes, Oh, I got, I went to Hayes high school. 
And she said she highlighted my hair. She cut my hair. She did a great job, and she went through one of our programs. So anytime I hear one of those success stories about our kids, that's what makes my day. That's what I love. Yeah. And you know what it is? It's it's probably even more profound than that because it's changing the legacy of that of that kid's family forever. Because here's a kid is um, um, able to have a position where they're making money, where maybe they wouldn't ended up with a trade or a skill or a certification or a license that they would, you know, they would have done something else. But what I love about it is this is a kid that has found what they loved and they're passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And now in their family, it be, that that becomes what you do. Like that's the expectation is you find what you love and you, rather than getting into that thing where you go to college and get a job and you hate it and you grind it out, but you can't leave because now you got credit cards and you bought suits on credit cards. You had a car. You can't, you can't stop making Or you have a degree and you can't find a job. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I, I love that there for, for you and all that those kids and your teachers do in the programs, it just sets a whole level of expectation that it changes a generation. We, we had national manufacturing day two Fridays ago and we took our welding, engineering, graphic design students to different businesses in our area. And I mean, these employers are, are telling our kids, you graduate, you come to work for me tomorrow. Like we need you. Yeah. And uh, I, we used to live in a world where I was contacting employers looking for places for our kids for internships. I have employers calling us every day now. Our kids are in demand because they have a skill. Yeah. And it's crazy how it's just, it's flipped. Yep. Society has changed. Yeah. I'm so glad. You know, it's, um, it is, it is, um, uh, you know, I, I read these articles, um, from all the different school systems across the country and the, the challenges that, um, I see people having finding those kids that not just have the skill, they have the certification. And like you said, the soft skills and the fact that they're learning that. You know, like how to shake hands and introduce themselves. And that's one of our district-wide initiatives. We want every kid learning soft skills. That's, that's one everything. Of the things we're really pushing in our district. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, even with my business, I can't tell you how many meetings I've sat in with some computer programmer. He's got one sock on and his flies down. <laughs> and, you know, I'm like, and he's got food no on social his face. skills. You know, I'm thinking, do I hire this guy? <laughs> you know, and. And and like his boss is calling me, hey, sorry about him, but he's the best. Trust yeah, me, it's going to be fine. Me. Well, and I think that's what's so important about we're trying to get our kids so many of the internships because they need to get out there and have to go to work and have a job and yeah. have that responsibility. I think they learn so much on the job. Sure. For you, what's what's what's... What's what's hard? Like like in your in your daily job of of running this thing, like what's really challenging? Is it a good thing that I can't think of anything right offhand? Like maybe I love my job. I can't think of anything that just I really can't. I love everything about my job. Yeah. Yeah. Is um, if you were um, because there, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of schools that are growing CTE programs. If if you were going to give advice to somebody that was about to say, yes, I'll take that gig, what would it be? Um, so what Marco always says he learns from me is never take no for an answer. Like you, you just keep plugging away. They tell you no 
come back with a, another solution right. how, how to make this work. But if this is why you and your husband are, so, are such a good match. You know, we with him in sales and you at this. Gig. Exactly, exactly. Never take no for an right. answer. Okay, I'll see you um, next week. Yeah, exactly. I'll be back. Yeah, when you know it's right for the kids, you just keep plugging away, and you know what you do what's right, and yeah. don't take no for an answer. Yeah. That and uh, that's important because I'm not sure that these are um, kids that are used to having somebody fight for them. And these, are, yeah, exactly. These kids need me, and that's that's what makes me happy, and that's what makes me go to work every day. And I mean, truthfully, in less than three years, I could be retired, but I can't see that happening. Yeah, I love my job every day. You know, what, you, know what, you know, the whole CTE reminds me of, and it's it's a it's an interesting comparison to make. Is I used to teach this thing called Avid, mm-hmm. and I mean, did you guys have that? Did you know what it is? We did it for one year. Yeah. Um, it, 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 we did, all right, here's the secret. We didn't really do it because we didn't have the funding for it. Well, and that's We kind of made up our own version of uh, it. Yeah, exactly. That was me. So yeah. I, they showed me the Avid program. We didn't have the funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I, had ki- Avid kids coming from the junior high, and I said, don't worry. Just get, just just put them yeah. in a class. I mean, call it a class, whatever you want to call yeah. it, and uh, I'll do Avid. And so we did Avid. But it was those kids that weren't used to having a program for them. There's those kids that weren't used to having somebody fight for them. Those kids that weren't used to have somebody showing them opportunities. So these, so these, for those who don't know, these kids were all really high performing. I should say high potential kids academically, but they didn't come typically from backgrounds that would support that or had a history of going to college or anything like that. So my job was to serve as the parent. I made them take upper level classes. I got them tutors. I took them to colleges. I took them on a tour to see. And we would say, we wouldn't say, Hey, if you go to Texas A&M, we'd say when you're a student at te- or when you're at Texas state or when you're at UT. And so I would, I would change the psychology of that kid. So this is just what you do. And what I love about the CTE programs is now kids have someone that fights for him. Like, here's a program for you. And I think our teachers have have those relationships with the kids that maybe they don't have any English classes because they're sitting in those straight rows and, and lecturing. Our kids, our teachers really have the relationship. And it, that goes back to the expectations also. Yeah. You have to have high expectations for your kids. Yeah. I love it. You know, one of the, my, my favorite programs I visited was at the, the Dubisky uh, Career High School. And, um, and to see like the way that those um, auto mechanic and the, the teachers talk about their kids, like these are gruff. These are like hard, you know, calloused men. <laughs> but man, the way they talk about how much they love their kids and how much, like what they want for their kids and how proud they are. I love it, man. There's yeah, something about that. It really is. The, I mean, those kids are like their family. <laughs> I went by auto tech last week and my auto tech teacher had a boat out there. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, Oh, I'm taking all these kids. We're all going boating this weekend. We're all going fishing. And I'm like, so it is, it's like a family. I mean, those are your kids. Yeah. yeah. And, and also for, for your kids and CTE, here's, here's, here's a, like just vision programs. Here's what I love is these are kids that can, there's evidence of their progress. Like they can see they're getting better. Like, you know, whether it's welding or any cosmetic, anything where in, if you're in whatever algebra, I don't know, man, I guess I'm figuring it out. Like you were English. I guess I'm becoming a better writer. I don't know. I'm not failing, <laughs> but, I, but you can see like an autumn, you can see the, you can, that the day, results. there's results that yes. day, every day. I heard a funny story the other day. I was listening to some speaker and he was talking about a CTE class and they didn't realize to the next day that a sub never showed up, but 
the kids were so they were into their project. They were working. Yeah. Nobody even noticed there was no teacher in the room because our kids they have work to do. Yeah. And they're there to do their project. And nobody noticed a whole day went by with no sub. That's and awesome. That's our classroom. Kids are passionate. Yeah. They love our room. And also that's great teaching. You know, I think oftentimes we we, we think of um when we think about a great teacher, we picture a typical classroom mm-hmm. with that but great teaching happens in all sorts of places, all sorts of spaces. Well, it's student-led. Yeah. The students are taking ownership of their education. Yeah. And, and what, what, you know, what's also cool is um, the um, the challenge that we hear from employers um, that kids don't know how to share and collaborate. Mm-hmm. Because you don't learn. Oftentimes in high school, you do your work. Don't cheat. Don't make mistakes. Yeah. Don't don't look on her paper. Don't you know do well in ct like the whole point is well, and that's we've been doing project-based learning right well, that, that's the, what all, it is all of a sudden that's become the, the <laughs> you know the end thing is project-based learning i'm like hey we've been doing that for years <laughs> right. y'all, y'all are just copying what we've already been doing yeah, yeah so yeah. ct had it right all along yeah it's amazing and so and so what does professional development look like for your teachers i know like for other teachers they they um they're doing like specific english stuff or you know well and we don't get a whole a lot of planning days mm-hmm. uh, but when we do it's good because i get my teachers together finally because we have so many singletons i have one accounting teacher here and one accounting teacher there so i like when they have planning time together to say hey what unit are you on and we try to get them going in the same direction yeah mostly because we have so many transient kids that go kind of back and forth so i want to be sure if you're doing units one to five in the fall mm-hmm that I'm doing units one to five. So if we get them flip-flopped, the kid gets the same units if they move to Lehman the next year. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it gives us a a chance for the kids or the teachers to work, especially the singletons. Mm -hmm. So they do our our time is a lot of planning time. That's what they ask for. That's the thing. I I love that we're focusing on like, whatever that, like what do you need? You know, like like you're now you're asking your kids that even, you know, but, but also teachers like, how many times have you shown up for a professional development thing and say, Oh my God, this, I, I, I just can't. wasted eight hours of my life. I'm texting my wife. I think I'm going to die. Here. <laughs> Tell Dave, you can have my kayak. That's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm willing all my possessions. I, you know, I try to really think of some kind of PD that they can take away and use. Yeah. So last year, one, one day, uh, they all have iPads. So we taught them how to use iMovie because mm. I'm like, every one of you has an iPad. You can make movies to promote your programs. You know, I want I want them to have some kind of PD that they're actually going to use tomorrow because sure. I have sat through those eight hour PDs that I just wanted to die. Painful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then I'm, I just remember like thinking this, like I wanted to, I'm trying to figure out how can I apply this to anything I'm doing? Yeah. How does this have anything to do with my CTE class? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think every teacher like experiences that. I would agree with you. Yeah. All right. So, what? So tell me what's coming up. Like, what's big and what's new? What, what's on the horizon for uh, all the all that you guys are doing over there? So, our big thing, I guess, coming up in January is our Career on Wheels Day. Yeah. Uh, we invite vendors from all over to come in, and it's uh, a big career day. And they bring in the fire truck and the ambulance, and the geek bus comes, and the tractor from Hulk Caterpillar, and all these different vendors bring in a food truck. We try to have a business from every one of our clusters. And then we bring in all of our eighth graders so that they can 
climb all over the vehicles and, and talk to the businesses and find out, like, what are you interested in? Because now with House Bill 5, the four-year pathways, when they register for their freshman year, we're trying to get them on a four-year pathway. So our big day thing is Cow Day, Career on Wheels Day in January, and we're getting ready for that. And uh, we bring in eighth graders from six high, six middle schools. Mm-hmm. So that's about 1,800 kids, I believe. We, you bring them all. We bring them all. Every single one of them come in that day. That's such a different shift from some a lot of the places I visit. You know, you know who they bring in the kids that sign up for it. Yeah, but no, a lot we, of kids are told you can't sign up for that because you're going to go to college. Yeah, no, we bring in every single kid. All, it's about eighteen hundred of them, and yeah. they get to walk around and talk to all the different businesses and find out, hey, that's really what I'm interested in. Talk to you know, and then after they talk to the firemen and say, that's what I want to do. Then the teacher standing there to say, okay, if that's what you want to do, this is the class you need to sign up for, yeah. for your freshman year. You know, I'm just thinking about, um, all those kids that are visiting and not just the eighth graders visiting, but the kids are sitting in their classes right now and, and feel like all of a sudden they feel a sense of success. Like they've never felt that before. Like, in, cause a lot of kids in school barely scraping by, Mm-hmm. And here's, you know what, all right, this, all right, this is a little heavy. Like the psychological part of this is the, what, what, what bothers me is like, let's say a kid just, it just doesn't, it's not an academic kid, man. It, it, like mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you know, great kid personally, mm-hmm. socially, and you know, until you know, like emotionally, athletically, but just, it just doesn't connect with academics and the work and the structure. And, and so we're, we, we make them come to tutorials and we take them out of, um, uh, uh, you know, the classes they love. Yeah. Take them out of the art and music and dance mm-hmm. and computer class and all that mm-hmm. to, to make sure you can pass the test. And then we celebrate the kid. So mm-hmm. because he got a 71, mm-hmm. like we, he passed the test. So now we're celebrating. Mm-hmm. So we're, so here's what we're doing. And, and I'm not saying this happens to every kid, but what we're doing is training kids to to do something you're miserable at, mm-hmm. spend extra time on stuff you're not good at to become average, mm-hmm. to become celebrated for doing average work at something you hate. And then if you look at, at a lot of our employees in America, mm-hmm. it's a whole people, a lot of people doing a bunch of stuff they don't really want to do. They're kind of miserable and they're being celebrated for doing average work. Just getting by. And we wonder why. Yeah. Exactly. And a lot of kids have been trained since That's what we taught them to do. Exactly. But here's what I love. There's some kid in eighth grade right now that's climbing on a tractor, fascinated, looking at that engine. How does that mm-hmm. thing work? And it's boys and girls doing yep. that. Yeah. Wondering how can I get my like, how, yeah. and that and that's why I learned at the biscuit. I always started the tractor because yeah. it's easy to get to. Mm-hmm. Everything's accessible. Mm-hmm. The engine's open. Mm-hmm. You can see it right there. There's no digging into it. Yep. And so I, I just I just love the thought of a kid finally connecting with mm-hmm. something and a person who's done it for a living and they're passionate yeah. about it. And we just actually just last week broke ground on our new auto tech facility at Layman because we've had it for years at Hayes. But we just broke ground at Layman, and it makes me so excited knowing that we're opening that opportunity for more students. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah. All right, man. I um, I don't know. I love it. Like I'm, I'm so proud of all that you have going on, and um, all that you're doing for those teachers and those kids. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate your friendship. We've been friends a long time. Thanks for 18 years. That we're so old oh, at this we, point. We're, I know. That could, but I have. You You look exactly. You have not changed. <laughs> I don't know what you got going on. Something in the water on haze. But, man. Um, our, our students, though, they're in their 40s now. I know. Uh, isn't that crazy? I, I, I can't even. They have, like, they have kids. Yeah. Like kids and, like, big kids. <laughs> High school kids. <laughs> it's so strange. Yes. And, you know, I have to tell you before we we hang up or whatever we're going to do, uh-huh. um, 
To this day, I never drive through Pettis, Texas, and I don't think of you. <laughs> I love every, that place. Every time I go to Rockport, I go through Pettis, right. and I always think of my friend Hal Bowen. Right, right there, the blinking yellow light. Te- teach him band here. I've heard about that place. <laughs> hey, man, they just passed a bond. I've ha- I need to go down there. They have new facilities. I heard they passed a bond. have new buildings, new schools, new buses. Awesome. A new- I need to go check it out. Can't believe it. I know. I can't, I can't wait to get back to Rockport. I didn't get to go this year because of That's Hurricane Harvey. I'm ready to go back. I know. Man. I still live. I still live my life vicariously through you and your <laughs> boat. Yeah, and your life, man. You guys have fun. We love to travel. Yeah, yeah, apparently. And you know that all came from a professor when I was at Southwest Texas. My geography pre- professor. Yeah. He he took a whole bunch of us down to Mexico to the Yucatan to look at all the Mayan ruins, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with traveling, all from a professor. And I've never stopped. I love to travel. What uh, what class was it? Doc Augustine. Yeah. Geography. Mm. Southwest Texas. How about that? Yeah. He took like 25 of us for spring break to look at all the mine ruins. I, I want to tell you a story. Yeah. Southwest Texas State story. So I was um, I was in that gym, the San Marcos Athletic Club, SMAC. It was right there on that. Whatever, I don't know. But um, I, I was talking to a guy in there. He said, you, are you a student here? I said, yeah. He goes, I, I said, you're a freshman? I said, yeah, man, first year here. And he goes, I've been, I've been going to school for a couple of years. He said, who do you have? Yeah, I'm naming all my professors and classes. I have a, a, I'm thinking of anthropology class. He goes, oh, who do you have? And I don't remember who it was, but I tell him. And he goes, I had that guy. I'm an anthropology major. He's he's like one of my best friends. I professor. I go, I'm like, he's really cool. Because this guy, who he lived with the people in South America. And, and come back with all these stories uh-huh. about the native. And, and I, go, I love that guy. He goes, yeah, man, we're like best friends. He's telling me all the stuff they did together. He goes, hey, he goes, hey, hey, uh, do this. He goes, tell him that, um, tell him I think he's too old and he's not smart enough to be teaching anthropology because <laughs> he drinks too much. <laughs> you tell him Carl said so. And I said, all right, man. Oh, my God. So I go to so class. So did you pass that class after you so said I that? So I go. And I said, hey, man, I got a message. He goes, what's that? I said, well, man, you're too old to be teaching. You're not smart enough because you drink too much. Carl says so. And the dude's just staring at me. And he goes, who are you? (laughs) I said, well, I'm Hallie. I'm in this class. He goes, who's Carl? This dude, he said, you're a supervising (laughs) professor. He goes, I'm not a supervisor. I'm like, all right, never never mind. I just failed this class. (laughs) So I go back to the gym. And and I see the guy, I'm staring. He goes, you "You didn't really do that, did you? I said, yeah, I did it, man. (laughs) And you never forgot that story. Never, never. But fortunately, it was one of those classes where it was like 300 of us in there, and I never had to sit. You so know, you blend in. Yeah, I would blend in the back, keep the, head, you know, the visor down, so you really couldn't see. Yeah. That's All right, classic. Susie Mitchell, thank you so much. Hey, you're in town for a conference. Tell us about that. You'll I'm be at here the- for a college and career military readiness conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have this A to F accountability system now, and so I'm here to find out how we can improve our schools. Can you? Could you imagine, like, years ago when your teacher – Somebody can be talking about House Bill 5 and 8 of F account no. systems and bonds. And no, that. I, I never imagined that, ever. <laughs> oh, I was happy in my little pal's world. Yeah, yeah. and little did you know, yeah. you're going to be learning about legislation well, and it's school crazy. boards. And, yeah. I know. I love my job, though. I'll tell you what, it's man. Awesome. They're awesome. Um, they're uh they are lucky to have someone who cares so much um just about the kids and the future and um teachers and i'm i'm just so thankful that they have you out there thanks friend thanks for having me here today you're awesome